Lena Henry, thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School Women in Leadership 85 Broads podcast series today. Now, you're a young woman, and, and you mentioned that when you first spoke this morning about your own uh, youth w- within a high profile company. How do you go about getting people to take you seriously as a smart businesswoman? Okay, so the first thing I would I always remember myself is not to be obsessed by my age. So just if I were to tell me, tell myself exactly what you said just now, I would be incapable of actually going to work in the morning. So the first thing is I try to forget about the things that make me different from the people I work with and I work for. Um, the fact that I'm a young woman and also a non-native speaker are things that are obvious to them, but I try to forget about it. And then the second thing is I just try to be as professional as I can be and just do the the best job I can. And for clients that mean, you know, really having their best interests in mind and doing, you know, getting the best of my team so we can deliver what they're looking for. So as, as young uh, business women or men leaving Judge Business School in Cambridge with their MBAs, uh, they're leaving at a time when it is a recession. Do you think the glass is half empty or half full? Hmm. I was actually telling them this morning, for me, I think the glass is half full, um, even though they might have a hard time believing it. When I look back at when I graduated five years ago from my business school, at the time, there were so many opportunities out there in terms of banking and consulting that no one, we didn't even ask ourselves the right questions about what we really wanted to do in life. The fact that today there's so actually a lot fewer jobs out there and definitely a lot of fewer jobs in banking and consulting mean that these women, they have to ask themselves the right questions and really ask themselves what they really, really want to do when they grow up. And in a way, that's more of a luck than anything. Well, it is luck, and it's almost like a big sorting out, because you've got to be task-focused, you've got to think strategically what you want to do, you've got to get over all this rejection of actually not even not getting the job, but your CV not being acknowledged in, in some cases. You must have lots of women uh, in general, but also at this conference, just coming up and saying, what can I do? What can you do to help me? What tip would ensure that my CV gets looked at? So the first thing I would say is they're, they're in the best environment to be having those conversations because they have the time to think. They have a network of peers and of professors that they can reach out to to discuss you know, like the ups and downs of the job of the current interview process. I think in terms of advice, say don't, don't discourage and keep on trying it. Don't take rejections personally. The fact that some places are hiring a lot fewer people than they did last year it has nothing to do with the intrinsics of the, the, some of the women that are applying. So don't take the rejections personally and keep going at it. Do you think, in, in terms of there being three levels, women in business and, and the business promoting women or equality, women in their home life and actually just have an extraordinary ability to be versatile, to be adaptable, to create creative CVs, or at a national and strategic level where you have an equality act, say, promoting equality in a society. If you had to choose from that menu of what makes women successful, is it all three, a bit of both, or just luck? Would make some specific women successful, or would it make women in general successful? Well, let's first of all start with specific women. Um, I think, actually, the research that McKinsey conducted, you know, and we interviewed a whole bunch of very successful women leaders, shows that there are some common traits. It's not just luck. There are some common traits that these women exhibit that make them successful as they are. And these common traits are you know, meaning, usually successful women leaders do something that they really, truly, truly believe in. 
and you know the the ability to convey that meaning to the people they work with is a common trait that we found among all of them. And then, what about then women in general? In, some research that we looked at actually shows that women in general have different leadership traits than men have. Meaning, like some of the like women in general tend to be better at pulling people together, at teamwork, at consensus-driven decision making, and. In some organizations, these leadership traits, traits are actually what makes the whole difference. But in all organizations, these traits in combination with men's kind of most frequent leadership traits, it's what really makes organizations successful. And that's why you can see that if you look at companies that are high-performing companies, they tend to have a diverse, you know, lot of different, gen- more than one gender at the board. Do you believe that? Because there's different research that shows different things. For instance, if we'd had women in the board or more women in the boardrooms, could we have stopped all this sort of gazumping in the financial markets? Do yeah. women have these abilities to be mellow and, and bring teams together, or are they hard-headed and tough enough? But actually, the, the research always seems to, to come out rather um, on the sidelines. It doesn't prove one thing or the other. I disagree about it. So I can't, obviously, I'm not saying that if, some, if there had been more women on the board of financial companies, we wouldn't be where we are today because nobody can prove this. But what I can say is when you look at companies and identify, like, you know, segment the companies that have better women representation than boards, on average, these companies tend to perform better in terms of market share and share price. So on that basis, would Britain's new equality bill, which is pushing through Parliament with all three parties supporting it, is it likely to make the economy more successful? Because that's what people argue, that if you can just get companies to, to adopt these values of equality, it makes them more profitable. But, but perhaps that's a step too far. I agree about the end goal. I disagree about the approach to get there. If I look at, I'm French, if I look at the example in France of forcing some quotas into kind of local politics, I think it has exactly the wrong, the wrong effect and actually turns into you know, people doubting whether some women actually deserve to be there in the first place. So I absolutely agree with the end goal of having just better diversity at the board of companies. I disagree about the idea of forcing quotas. And finally, I know you have to go, but but if you had to give your tips to to these young women starting out, one, the 85 Broads networking event today has been hugely successful. What should they leave here and do to get on the right career paths? Okay, so I would first tell them to not doubt themselves and to always look back at the things that they've done and where they've been successful in their lives and to ask for help. Women on average are more reluctant to ask for help, but I would say... Tell the women, you know, think about the people that you know that can actually help you, that can actually influence things for you, and just ask for help. Lena, thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School, Women in Leadership, 85 Broad podcast series today. You're most welcome. Thank you.